Welcome to the Scrimba podcast, where we interview Scrimba users who have found meaningful and fulfilling work as a developer. I'm your host, Alex Booker, and I love digging deeper into people's stories to learn how specifically they did it. Today, I'm joined by Alejandro, who was also my guest on a mock React interview video about two months ago with a React Scrimba teacher named Cassidy Williams. Back then, Alejandro didn't feel ready to apply for jobs, but he passed the mock React interview with flying colors and started to apply to uh, pretty much every job. Alejandro, welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you here. When you started applying, it sounds like a lot of people were getting in touch wanting to hire you. Yes. Yeah. At some point it got, it got a little overwhelming because also from the, from, from Cassidy's interview, I was, I was thinking like, oh, well, I'm just going to apply and pretty much they are going to decide if they want me or not. I'm, I'm not going to get super picky. I'm just going to apply to whatever. Well, not to whatever, but like I'm going to apply to anything that, that fits my skill set. And then they're going to look at my CV. They're going to know if, if I'm good for them, but then they're going to call. And then it's like, it's a huge it's a big process. It's usually like three, four or five interviews and it's, it's, it takes a long time. So if anyone is on the fence about applying, do it now because you'll actually be dealing with, with, with the interview process for a few weeks. And then actually towards the end of the, of my process, when I was getting very tired from doing all these interviews and doing technical tests and take homes and just calling people and I, I, it was like too much. I applied for use Walter and I, the CTO liked my profile and then he called me and, and he was like, we're doing these things. We're doing GraphQL, we're doing Nexus, Prisma and, and all these like exciting technologies. And I was like, that looks really cool. I guess we hit it off and, and went on from there. I also have to mention that I got that interview through a, a recruiter. So LinkedIn, my experience, at least when I was open for work, was that you get so many emails from recruiters, but not all of them are good or not all of, all of them are going to match with you. So it, it can be very overwhelming, but I was lucky that the agency that, that I worked with actually delivered and was really good with the process, connected me and everything worked out really well. I think anybody listening should go to the blog post on scrimba.com forward slash articles where this is hosted because I'm going to link to your portfolio, your GitHub and your blog. And the reason why I'm so excited to do that is because just to be clear, when we did this mock React interview, we invited everybody to apply and we went through a kind of shortlist process where obviously you came out on top and it's, it wasn't about your technical skills necessarily. We wanted to find someone who was like on the cusp of applying. And that's why we picked you mostly. But I remember the second I saw your portfolio, like it looked so clean and professional. You had a great headshot. You had a really nice, by the way, I think I, I haven't Thank looked at so it recently. You're most welcome. I, I haven't looked it up recently, but I, I vaguely remember the message you sent and it, it had something to do with ducks or a loop or something. Do you remember? <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember exactly what I wrote, but I did I did know that like 
Cassidy was involved. So so I try to like emulate her, her like style or something. That, that is so funny. I, I don't remember what I wrote, but I, I think it included emojis or like puns. <laughs> Absolutely. It stood out. And that's what matters. It's just obvious to me. Like, it's so obvious that having a fantastic looking portfolio and thinking about what does the person reading this want to see is so important. And congratulations on all your success, Alejandro. Thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate it. I also really appreciate all the help I got from you, from Cassidy. You're very welcome, Alejandro. What role did Twitter play in your journey? Twitter was, was a great tool. And just being involved in, in the conversation, reading what people have to say, being around and, and asking questions, there's always someone that wants to help. So the, the, de the developer community is, is something that can't, I can't describe how much it, it still surprised me, it surprises me and how many people, like cool people are out there and they, they want to help. So I think it's, it's, it's great to, to be around. One thing that a lot of people struggle with, I think, especially when they're new, is feeling like they're actually part of the community. What's your advice to someone who's wondering, how do I get involved? How do I make the most of Twitter? The Doing the challenge, doing the 100 day, the days of code challenge, to me was, as, was the a perfect introduction to Twitter because I actually didn't have a Twitter account before that. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anyone. And just by putting the hashtag and doing the, doing the challenge where you every day you write a, a tweet and you show what you're doing, that would be my, my advice. Just start from there and, and people will reply to your posts or you'll see other people, you know, you, you, can, you can click on the hashtag and then you see what are other people are doing. You get a sense of the technologies. You get a, get a sense of the people that are involved because mm. you see these names pop up over and over. And then whatever your interest, interests are, you'll, you'll start to see, oh, this person tweets about Next.js. I'm very interested in Next.js. Or this person is is uh, very like technical, or likes to tweet about like metrics, and it doesn't matter what what you're into, it will find you through Twitter. So that the hyper connectedness of, of Twitter will kind of guide your way. So that's one one way of doing it. We've all been learning and. I, I consider myself also uh, very much uh, self-taught, self-taught even even a, even all even though I took a, a boot camp, I I did take the boot camp and I, I, I got all these concepts, but actually building stuff and, and and doing stuff that can provide any value that that that's very much a skill that you develop yourself. I, I agree completely. There is this idea that being successful on Twitter has to do with the amount of followers you have and there should be some correlation between you know if you're really good at 100 days of code you must have a lot of followers if you're not doing a good job then you you won't have any followers because people don't like your stuff i think that is quite a natural response what do you think honestly I, I i felt that at some point i but it was more about like what i was getting randomly because uh, some days people like your posts 
some some days they don't some days you try to make something that you think is going to be pop popular and ends up being not very popular or you tweet out about I, I remember one of my my most popular posts during my 100 days was like I de I deployed something on Vercel because you know the next js right. environment is like you just click a button then deploys your 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 web, website into Vercel and I just took a screenshot of the of like the party confetti that that shows up and it was very popular and I was not even expecting any of that I was like I'm very tired I, I've been doing this for 10 hours today. I just want to leave, but I still have to tweet. So I'm just going to screenshot this. And it was big. So once, and also you, you don't really get much out of likes. You don't get much out of retweets. You get more from interactions and you mm -hmm. get more from relationship because then you can like going back to the whole networking thing, you you get to know people, uh, you know who to ask, you know who is good in some things and people are very responsive. So I wouldn't know, I don't, I wouldn't know what it feels to, to have a lot of followers because I don't have them, but I'm very comfortable with that right now. And, and, I, and I also know it's a big responsibility or at least it feels, and it takes a lot of time to produce content and, and to support it. It's changed a lot over the years, but Generally, if you want a lot of followers on Twitter, you have to do a lot of work yeah. to the point where at some point you're just like, not just, it can be worthwhile if you're a teacher or something, but if you're learning to code, you're spending more time becoming an influencer than you are becoming a great developer. And that's, that's probably not a great place to be. It's, it's a different thing. I don't think it's, it's good or bad, but you, you, I'm pretty sure you know, you know how it is. Like you, you manage many communities, but in the end, like when when you're interacting with people is 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 it feels different rather than to get like all the you know serotonin from the lights and the colors yeah i mean it's, it's <laughs> i mean for example when you shared that you got a job i think it got like 300 likes or <laughs> yeah 50 retweets or something like that was a pretty good feeling i'm sure yes for sure but it wasn't you know those likes that weren't the thing that mattered to you on twitter so much as it sounds to me like there's two parts to it. The first is maybe just expanding your horizon. And, you know, the more, the more, the wider your viewpoint, essentially, in other words, the more people you follow, the more likely you are to learn the big picture, like mm -hmm. how technologies connect, what different jobs are out there. You never know what's going to come across your feed, right? If you follow a lot of high quality, interesting people, then you never know, like maybe just one bit of advice shows up and it changes everything. But the second part is that, okay, you see this great piece of advice on Twitter. You have a follow-up question. You're like, I don't know, they have 30,000 followers and they're verified. I don't think they want to talk to me, but I can tell you that that was my impression when I was learning to code. I thought everybody was a big celebrity. And now I've <laughs> met a lot of the, not a lot, but I've met a fair few like people on Twitter with larger followers, but they're firstly really normal, really friendly people. They probably have that many followers because they're so helpful and they bring value to people. They can't respond to everything. I understand that because it can be overwhelming to try and reply to everybody. But you will be surprised how many times you message someone and they get back to you with some useful perspective or at least point you in the right direction. Cassidy, like she replied to my tweets even before we did all this. I said something like when you implemented the use state hook, 
it felt to me like poetry and she 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 liked the comment and like replied something and like anytime ask me whatever and it felt it felt really good and that's the kind of thing that can happen to anyone because they, they are regular people we are regular people and we in general we want to help and and, it, and it's true that these people are popular because they're they're cool they're cool people that want to help others so yeah 100%. that's great it's, it's tempting isn't it like 100,000 followers seems like a like a big celeb or something like in our <laughs> community we look up to people and we're like wow they're the that you know think about Dan, Dan Abramov for example like you think about someone like Dan Abramov who was heavily involved in React in the early days but, but more than that just a huge contributor to the React community and a very interesting tweeter and writer you think about Dan Abramov and you think oh this guy's huge like imagine seeing him on the streets but he's like <laughs> nobody recognizes Dan Abramov on the street like the biggest <laughs> person in our community or one of the biggest and nobody really notices it, it's it's been great I can't and, and now I feel a little bad because I don't have as much time as, as I did early, earlier. I hope I can I can get a handle of, of my stuff and like then I can like I, again I want to give back and I want to keep writing blog posts and I keep want to want to share my experience because all the stuff that I learned so far at the job, I'm sure I can help other people. Well, we're definitely going to link your Twitter in the show notes so people can hopefully follow and reach out to you if they have questions. Yeah, for I, sure. Anytime. I wouldn't underestimate the impact of, like, you You definitely have technical advice to offer. But I think in terms of finding a job, like, you're, you're a very interesting example where two, two, two things stand out to me. The first is that you, you didn't really feel ready to, to go through the job interview process. I think that's fair to say. And then you did the mock react interview with Cassidy and she was like, I think you know your stuff and I hope that really helped. And so just by sharing your story, I think that's huge. But, but the other thing, which I think would be a great theme to stick to for this interview, because it all feels very related to me, is that you're a big proponent of like showing your work, like learning in public, whether it's 100 days of code on Twitter. I know that your portfolio is great, like your website and it, you know, as a domain, obviously, but it's also very professional and open source. I, I, I imagine you took a lot of pride coding it. And then I know on GitHub as well, you have a lot of projects. What role did side projects have in your journey on becoming a full-time developer? In the early days, it was the thing that, that was keeping myself alive. Every time I, I, I built a new thing, it was because I wanted to solve an issue in my head or it was because I, I, I wanted to implement something that I, I thought it was cool. So my earlier projects are mostly trying to understand React. And I, I look at, at some applications that I, I did a year and a half ago, and, and, and they're like very, very clunky and very stuff is, is not implemented in a way that is reusable at all. And then the next projects were dealing with authentication and once I got authentication, I was like, okay, I'm done with this one. I moved on to the next one. Having many, many little projects helped me, first of all, feel like I was progressing because that every, every project was hard because I was trying to, to challenge myself to do something new. But at the same time, I was looking back, back at, at, at the other ones and say, like, I was saying to myself, now I'm feel, I feel comfortable with this thing and I, I didn't feel comfortable with that 
months ago. So as I kept learning new stuff, I, I kept producing new new projects and just making stuff up as I as I went. And also I was trying to solve problems that I had in my in my daily daily life. So one of my earlier projects was like nutrition tracking app. So I, I was I went to a nutritionist and then she gave me like these recipes on a PDF that, that was impossible to open on, on a mobile phone. So I, I took the recipes and uh, I displayed them in a in a in a responsive app. And then a few months later, when the pandemic started, I I had a like a wellness slash like home workout app that I developed for, for myself to, to stay active at home. So I was, I was adding like workouts and st stuff there and I was figuring out authentication and databases. So every, everything, I, I just had excuse, I just came up with excuses to solve my daily life problems. And that, that was, that was everything for me because it's easier to work on something that you you know it's going to be useful and it's going to be fun uh, to to work with and you can you can you can keep doing it because if you do something that's like a calculator I, I couldn't stick to calculator I couldn't stick to like to do lists or like the regular beginner projects because I I felt like oh, okay I did three or four features and I'm, I'm bored. Yeah, what's the point? What's the, the point day? of finishing something that's been done a hundred times yeah, before? Exactly. So that that was my experience with that. And then as I as I use these projects to sell my my freelance stuff, the projects that I was like showcasing got more complex. So I can't stress uh, how how important. It was for my career and for my portfolio to make stuff and try my my best, put it out there and not be ashamed of it because I I know that my earlier product projects are not gonna be, be as good and also I'm not gonna go back. I kind of learned that in you know from my previous career where you like where you finish a mix and like you make a song and that's it. Just drop it at some point. It has to be out there. People are going to like it or not. And that's mm -hmm. it. You, you move on. It sounds to me like a lot of working on projects, it just improved you as a professional, as a person, as a developer. There's no denying those benefits. Was it helpful to sort of demonstrate that, hey, look at this. I can build things. Let me in the door. Let me have an interview. I think only my employer could could tell you how much it influenced the, the final decision. But I think it's it's a good way to to get people's people's attention, and I can answer with the data that I have, and the data that I have is Google Analytics. On Google Analytics, I see that two percent of the people actually clicked on the second project. You so mean they look at one not, project, but they but only two percent look at a second project. Not not even that. Like on when you scroll on, on the page, there's mm -hmm. there's the project. So right. I, I have the the nicer ones on top and the older ones in the bottom. Yeah. So 0% of the people that went in last month or in, in any given month actually click on the bottom ones. So the, the first one you put there, that's where people are going to click. They're not going to spend too much time. Also, analytics says that people spend about 20 seconds or 30 seconds on, on, a, on a page. And I was... I was noticing that people were dedicating between 30 seconds and a minute on my whole website. 
and I'm pretty sure they clicked GitHub. They clicked on, on a few links. So they got the, their impression early on. It, you don't have to have a lot. Just like make something that, that's consistent on as many uh, platforms as you can. Then people can know what you're about. And that's just 20% of, 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 the, of the job or like the, the task because then they're going to call you. That's, that's what the portfolio is about. Your CV and your, your portfolio and your GitHub and all these things that you show to the world, that's what I would do. I would have my CV on top of, of my screen and my uh, projects in, in the bottom. So it's mostly you controlling the narrative. And that's how it ends up like feeding back to you being in control of, of what you put out there. And you can always build on it. When you saw this data in Google Analytics, your conclusion isn't that it doesn't matter, like, oh, only 2% of people click through that number. Because it's not about, that's that's quantitative, right? Like, who cares what those 98% of people do? It's the 2% who can give you a job. They're the ones who need to see your best work and get a feel for your narrative. And yeah, I think just like anything, you put out something into the world, don't you? Like your headshot and the quality of your portfolio. It's that that 2% matters a lot. So even though the number's low, the quality is super high. And you're saying it's well worth at least creating some basic homepage for all of your projects. Exactly. So if you click on the first project and everything looks good, people kind of assume that the second link is the same. So just divide your effort and be consistent. And then whatever, whoever catches your, your name and sees the same picture, the same picture, a similar narrative and, and, and the same stuff that's linking to each other, then it's like, oh, this, this person knows what, they're, what, what he or she is doing. And then you get the interview and you have more chances to tell them, yeah, I know what I'm doing. So you kind of have also believe in yourself. Couldn't agree more. I think that's such a beautiful, like, I don't know, it's not coincidence, but the fact that these things come together, by the time you have a beautiful portfolio, you probably have quite employable skills. And so that perfect moment, the employer sees it, they're like, wow, this looks impressive. You, you, you've just earned your opportunity to get in the door. But because you've earned that, you've probably also done a lot of hard work to be successful at the interview. Alejandro, that's all we have time for today, I'm afraid. Shame, because I think you, you and I could have a totally separate chat about freelancing as well as building an epic portfolio. Definitely some, like, you've got, you've got a sort of eye for marketing yourself, I think, which is, which is something that we could definitely <laughs> dig into. But the theme today, showing your work in public, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you got that job and you're having success at what you're doing. I'll be really encouraging everybody listening to head to the blog and check out your portfolio and GitHub because they are, I think, gold examples, actually. And, and so also much. check out the Mock React interview with yourself and Cassidy because I'm sure they can learn a lot. If they feel like they, if someone listening can answer the questions, hey, maybe they're ready for an interview. Thank you so much, Alejandro. <laughs> thank you. My, my pleasure. And thank you so much. Anyone that wants to reach out, if you're putting out, uh, the links out there, just you know, drop a line, drop a question. And if I can help anyone... I am happy to do it. And thank you again. See you next time, Alejandro. Bye. Bye.